Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. My name is Sue Ellis Soller, and I'm from Spiritual Business Spotlight. And today I have the honor and the blessing of meeting with Callista. And Callista is an award winning author who talks about angels and unicorns and all of the beautiful light things in life. Hi, Callista. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, Susan. Hi, everybody. So, so lovely to be here. Yes, it's fantastic to have you here. And I'm so glad that um, Sherry from My Angel Connection connected us together. I, I absolutely adore that woman. She just oozes this angelic light and her heart is so open and giving. And yeah, any friend of Sherry's is definitely a friend of mine. Is, do you not think? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I view it. Oh, definitely. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Because um, you have a really great topic that you wrote a book about. Yeah, so I am a former uh, turned, turned spiritual teacher. Um, but when I, my childhood was very much spiritual because I had a lot of spiritualist mediums in my family and healers and my gran raised me alongside my mum. And even though she, she wouldn't say she, she was spiritual, she had a very strong connection with the land. And she taught me that the land and the plant kingdoms can heal us. She taught me about herbs and working with the energy, working with the cycles. And um, I had my first experience of the angels actually at her house when I was six years old because her house was very much haunted by the spirit of a man. And... Uh, I was I was scared. I didn't I didn't understand at the time. I was very scared. So I felt this call. It felt very instinctual to call on an angel, to call on some sort of protection. And no sooner had I sent out that request than it was answered by the most beautiful peace is the only way I could describe it, peace and light. And I could sense this light wrapping around me and my dog. <laughs> as we slept together to just take away the take away the anxiousness that I felt as a six-year-old but even though I had that that stint of my life as a cancer research scientist and then I did a bit of a 360 round about 2006 when I reawoke to my spiritual path and began to work with angels angels had still always been there no matter what they had still been there I didn't necessarily connect with them, but they were there and yeah, they were always there. I just, I had to experience what I did in order, I guess, to, yeah, I just think everything in our life, no matter the detours we take, they're still the path, they're, they're still for us. Um, but what I do now, yeah, I write spiritual books. I've just finished my second one called The Female Archangels evolutionary teachings to heal and empower your life and i am a student of the book this is why i'm thumbing through it i'm still a student of the book and the teachings my first book was um unicorn rising and that was uh semi-autobiographical semi account i should i say about my path of awakening and also who the unicorns are and the many different types of unicorns, <clears throat> why they're here, why the symbology is so great right now, pretty much everywhere. Um, 
and how we can connect with them, excuse me, <coughs> how we can connect with them. And that book really had to come first before the female archangels, but really they are, they go hand in hand because they both are helping to heal and empower the divine feminine, that which is within us and around us to rise. Wow. Yeah, and that's really interesting to, to associate angels with the divine feminine because a lot of times, like you said in your book, there's just like such a, um, a connection. There's so much masculine energy involved in religion these days and everything like that. And there's very little, um, like very little literature or anything associated well now it's starting to come up a lot more but um with the divine feminine and how femininity actually encourages us in a in a very not a mirroring way but a synchronistic way or it goes hand in hand with the divine masculine it does it does and the masculine needs healed as well because we the the whole the last two thousand years of the patriarchy, the masculine was overused and abused as well, but more so the feminine. But the angels are here to help us to live a life of integration and balance. But they recognize that the divine feminine within us has been oppressed, um, abused, shut down. And this is our time of awakening. And this is what's happening in the world right now. There is a, another global awakening happening, a reset, where people are literally being forced to sit down and listen to themselves, which is the feminine way, and stop distractions, stop the busy, the over-masculinated way of busy, busy, busy. I must get ahead. It must be better than this person. I must get all the money coming in like that's going and we're, we're being asked to review our life and ask okay what is actually important to us is my life in alignment with my values what future do i want to create for myself for my family for the world how can i best contribute to the world and serve and these are the bigger questions that the feminine is asking and as we open our hearts and our mind Anything that's been in opposition and or out of alignment comes up for us to recognize and be aware of. And then if we're ready, if we feel courageous, of course, that's what the angels give us, if their wings and their strength. Then with that courage and that faith, we then dive into what needs to be healed and empowered. Also, what needs to be let, let go of and handed over in order for us to live a more integrated, aligned and balanced life. This is what's happening right now. And even though there are many conspiracy theories and everybody has their own perceptions of what's going on and they're all valid, one thing that remains is the fact that we're all being asked to soften and reconnect with who we are and reconnect with one another. And we don't have to be spiritually awake for that kindness is 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 rising humanity is rising hope is rising unity is rising all of these positives are coming out of this situation and i'm not 
being glib about that. I know people are really being affected right now, but we will get through this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And do you, you um, pause there for a second. So what was that last part? So you said we will get through this. We will definitely get through this wave that we're all experiencing because right now there is so much when I, when I tune into the collective, I feel so much, and what I mean by collective is just the group consciousness of humanity. If that was one energy that I could just plug myself into, what I feel is a lot of fear coming up. And, but that fear has given us the opportunity to find faith, whatever that looks like. And I mean that without a religious tag on that i mean faith like a real faith in okay faith in myself faith in the situation faith in those around me um faith in humanity as a whole that is coming up so i believe what we need to do is just ride this out connect with ourselves do that life review but also ask ourselves how can i be more faith how can I be like the virtue, the energy of faith in this situation, in my life? And how can I be a template of faith for other people? And that will really help us to navigate through this wave with ease and grace. Oh, yeah, I love that. That's such a perfect way of, you know, bringing this energy forward and using it to create something better is just centering within yourself and in your faith and using that as your how would you say that somebody could use your book to help to give them strength and courage and to guide them through the current situation? The book is very practical and it was created like that because the age of the feminine that we're in, and we made that shift around about 11, 11, 11 from the Piscean patriarchal system and way of being to the more Aquarian feminine age. And as we made that shift, wisdom and knowledge moves from being something that we book learn and we study to something that we experience. And so the angels in their wisdom realize that it's only through experiencing something that we tend to believe it and trust it and embody it. And so they wanted the book to be highly practical so that no matter if somebody is completely new on this path, they've never even connected with their guardian angels before. Likewise, if somebody has been on this path for a long time, it can be some, everybody can get something out of it. So it is very highly practical. And it takes the reader through every chapter, builds on the next with tools and practices, um, deepens the connection, but also raises the vibration like all the way through the book. And I just spoke to somebody before this interview and she said, I really feel when I pick it up that it's asking me to create sacred time. Like it's literally asking me to carve out the time to sit and read and absorb and do the exercises and the many angel achievements lives and breathes and will speak to the reader in a way that best serves them. Um, but to go into a little bit more, there's 11 angels that the book profiles 
And each of these angels brings through a different virtue, different qualities that we can then attune to. And these ceremonies are in the book. And then they, we become a template of these virtues and we can then bring them into our life more. And the angels range from working with our relationships to finance, contribution. And there's chapters in there about empowering our sexuality because, of course, the feminine, no matter if we're male or female in body, there's the shame, isn't there? And the guilt and the sense that sex should be censored. <laughs> and it's time for that to be lifted now and actually for our sexuality to be celebrated and not defined and not labeled but just really enjoyed it's the message of the the female archangels especially is a return of freedom a return of pleasure a return of joy a return of unity and really bringing that into our life but then connecting with one another at the same time and through those virtues I love that. Like that part really surprised me. Like when I read through it and, and that there was the sexual healing aspect in the book. And I think that's really, really important because like you said, it has been suppressed and it has been kind of something that's not openly discussed. And so in that there's a, a bunch of shame and guilt surrounding that and who better to work with to relieve guilt and shame than angels. Yeah, definitely. And in particular, Archaea Freedom, who comes forward to empower our lower chakras. And, and you know, unfortunately, so many people have experienced some sort of emotional abuse that, that we store in our bodies. And I think it's like one in three, the statistics are quite high, but it's now ready for that to be healed and not to be pushed down by overconsumption or distraction or um, a lot of women. And I was definitely in this camp, you know, if we experienced, for example, sexual trauma, we would cover ourselves up, we would edit ourselves. And even things like we would put on extra weight because we didn't want to be attractive, we wanted to protect ourselves. And so the angels are really helping us to not be in fear anymore, not feel like we need to have these illusionary forms of protection. Actually, it's okay to shine. It's okay to heal. It's okay to be a free sexual being and take back our um, authority, our sexual sovereignty again. Yeah, yeah, that is so important in this day and age. And it's just really, you know, kind of rolling, uh, rolling in that direction where, where people are accepting other people however they show up which is wonderful and then also working together as as womankind to heal all these wounds together because like you said one in three women has experienced some sort of sexual trauma in their life and that's that's a huge statistic and i think you went through um like dna imprints in your book as well so how those um are passed from generation to generation. Um, yeah. There is, there's ancestral healing in there for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we go into our DNA Akashic records, our, our soul's blueprint within our DNA and we heal, well the angels help heal 
along with the reader's higher self. And that goes back the generations, 10 generations before, 10 generations in the future. So actually, and does the journeys and the rituals and the meditations, wow, so much positive change is going to come out. And honestly, just writing it, um, it was a lifeline for me. It, it, it really gave me a lot of strength. My dad transitioned into spirit as I was writing it. I ended a relationship with my fiance and had to get to grips with being a single working mom of three children. But it gave me the tools. It gave me the strength. It gave me the faith. And it helped empower the victimhood consciousness that was within me still, the sense that I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't be a mom without having a man in my life. All these things, all these things that we carry, it really helped me to, um, to heal. Even the relationship with my dad, he wasn't around physically in my life, but actually now he's in spirit. We have such a beautiful relationship. And I hear him, I talk to him. He is so proud. He, I have never heard that. I never had that with, in my life. I never had love from him physically in my life, but he comes forward with such grace and, and, and such love. And uh, the angels have really helped to strengthen that relationship ever more. Oh, wow. So writing the book, the process was very cathartic and empowering for you then. It was so cathartic. And this is why it's kind of went through a bit. There's been a lot of initiations with the book. For example, um, my, my old publisher, uh, they are bringing out a book with the same title shortly. Okay. And I asked, I asked, yeah, I asked them not to. I initially took the book to them um, and then took my book away to another publisher that I was more in alignment with. And yet they still did this. So there's, there's, there's all these little things going on with it, but the book still shines. And it's almost like a, a mirror of the story of the feminine, where the feminine has been suppressed, but yet she rises. She's still so strong. <laughs> oh, definitely. Wow. Wow. And so when you think about somebody else coming out with a book that's similar there's only one you and there's only one your journey you know what I mean so so reading even if you read the other book each one would be beautiful in and of its own um history and information and spin exactly exactly I think it's just the fact they took the same title yeah that's um, <laughs> everybody gravitates to whoever they need to gravitate towards yeah, definitely. And so when you're teaching, because you teach this stuff, so this is, this is processes and meditations and um, rituals that you learned kind of yourself that were a part of your growing and healing process. And now you're sharing that information with other people because it's not limited to women. It's not limited to a certain age range or anything. It's just to open to angel of people who love working with angels or maybe haven't even. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not just for women. Uh, it's not just for women there. It's for, for men, for children, 
for for anybody that really resonates with it and it is it's tried and tested techniques and tools and practices that were gleaned literally from the last 11 well nearly 15 years of working personally with the angels but also 11 years of um, so this is a registered hands-on modality that myself and the angels created in 2009 and that's been taught all around the world and I've listened to the practitioners, I've listened to the students and the teachers and there's similarities, there's a lot of similarities and so it's a pool of knowledge from the 11 years of everybody globally working with the angels and the Archaea, the female archangels, and then nearly 15 years of my own personal journey brought together in this very condensed way. And this is why so many people say to me, your books are so filled. They're like so full. I could just like dive into them and reread them and always get some more. And that's because, yeah, there is so much experience and the angels, the unicorns, they don't hold back. Even though my per a lot of my personal journey is weaved into the book, it's still very much their voice. And I don't dilute it with my stuff because it has to be their voice. It has to be their vibration so that when people pick up the book, they, they connect with the realm, if you know what I mean. Right. Oh, and that's, so the book is more channeled than actually written. Right. So the scribe was the angels or the, the messengers were the angels. Oh, of course they have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and that's, but when you open the book and you feel it and you know, when you're looking through it, it is very obvious that, you know, there's, it's light, it's joyful. It's bringing you to a different vibrational frequency. Absolutely, yeah, and I did not have a part in that. Yeah, I can bring I can bring what I can bring, but they, you know, they are your pure consciousness without an ego, without without uh, human stories. Um, but they have that eagle-eyed perspective. They have the bigger perspective, and so they bring it in. But you know what's lovely? It's, it's specifically about the female archangels that differs from the more masculine uh, form of the angels that we've known for a long time, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, is the fact that the female angels, um, they understand the human condition, in my perspective, a lot more. They, they ground angel connection and they want it to be relatable and that's why we talk about sexuality in the book we talk about going into our shadows um rather than just let's connect with our angels and put on our wings and 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 do all these beautiful journeys let's actually the female archangels want us to put our hands in the soil and get dirty and go back to our roots and really reconnect with who we are on earth. Anything that is has been blocking our now reality, anything that's been under the surface, uproot it, look at it if we need to look at it. If not, just let it go. Because they want us to lighten. 
almost like if you imagine like an air balloon lifting, they want us to take away those the weights so that they can drop and we can lighten. Because for so long, we've been carrying so much on our shoulders, in our consciousness, in our fields. And it's time now to just consistently enjoy a high vibration, an aligned, peaceful mind, and we're focused in facing, facing our dreams, facing our future, rather than being connected with stories and dramas of the past or future tripping way, way, way out into the future that we're not here, we're not present. And so, yeah, the archaea, the female angelics, they ground spirituality so we can enjoy it as an everyday experience. Absolutely. Yeah, because it seems like a lot of the former teaching or before really kind of got trapped kind of throat, uh, third eye, crown chakra, and it was really kind of disconnect from everything that, you know, kind of is a little... Uh, shadowy or um, I don't want to say taboo that's not the right word Um, just negative or you know really you know things that you have to go through in order like you said to release so that you can at a higher level when I started teaching um, angel healing way back around about 2009 I remember the angels kept talking about how we've we've worked from the heart up. (laughs) Like we've done all our work here and that's lovely and light, but we haven't worked under the bonnet. We need to go under the bonnet. We need to unearth. We need to get to grips with who we are, with all the shadows. And I, I even remember reading a book years ago that said angels, if they come forward, and you see like a black color or a black light, that's not an angel. And I thought, that's not true. We, we need to evolve that because there's a whole chapter on Archaea Serenity in the book, and she is the other half of Archangel Cassiel, together as one unified being. They're the angel of fear, the angel of, of transcendence. And they very much come forward on the black ray. And the black ray is a source of untapped potential. Shamanic teachers will know what I'm talking about. Um, It's the darkness. It's the unknown. it's It's the potential. And for so long that has been feared and viewed as something negative or dark. Well, it is dark, but it's not dark in a let's fear it sense actually we need to embrace it and this beautiful angel serenity and Cassiel, they help us to look at our fear and go okay how can i what can i learn from fear how can i use it as a tool and they often manifest as a spider like when when we see a spider because so many people are scared of spiders when we see them just acknowledge that that is the angel of fear coming forward to say what fears are you carrying and are you ready to let them go? And if you are ready to let them go, then I challenge everybody to pick up the spider very gently or, or in another way if you don't want to touch it 
and put it outside and as you put it outside and back into mother nature be in ceremony and say to yourself this is the fear that i am releasing and give it back and let it go and it's a beautiful this is just one of the everyday ways that we can work with the angels in a, in a new way in a more have you ever connected with those angels before susan Oh yeah, definitely. It was so funny that you would use that um, that specific example because I did pick up a spider today that came in as I was cleaning in some lawn furniture, and so I I swept it up into a, um, a dustpan and put it out. But it's funny too that you say that because like the first time when I was connecting with you know like who's my um, who's my where's my mission what angel is involved in my mission and my purpose and you know and I got like you know I'm sitting there like not Azrael not Azrael not Azrael and I was like Bing, Azrael, hello and I was like you know because on the one hand with Azrael you have the the transformation and you have the death and you have the the process of grieving but when you turn it into a transform transformative process and a healing energy rather than an energy of fear and you go into it with acceptance and grace and and you understand that in order for new things to spring from the old that you have to have you have to meet that fear and you have to really and and so and serenity too is a special thing because yesterday was my dad's birthday and he passed away like 10 years ago almost and um in the same way that you didn't have the best relationship with your father, perhaps I didn't have the best relationship with my father. And so um, the serenity prayer, like just hearing you say serenity and, and seeing the connection there is really an interesting synchronicity for me right now going through, you know, the trappings and tribulations, but also yeah. connecting it with the heart. And with, you know, understanding that everything that comes from your heart space needs sometimes to be polished up and, and reevaluated and accepted. Definitely. And, you know, um, the beautiful twin of Archangel Azrael is Archea Mercy. And there's a whole chapter on Mercy in the book. And she wanted to be represented with the mudra, not the traditional prayer pose with the palms together. She's like this, she has her hands open. And I, I said to her, why do you want to be depicted like this? Because let's see if I can get her and show you the picture of her in the book. Okay. I asked, okay, why do you want to be represented with a, an open palm, but still at the heart center? And she said to remind people to keep your heart open, especially in times of transition. Um, whether it is a loss or you're going through change. I don't know if the camera can pick that up. Yeah. Um, but her hands are open at her heart. And, uh, you know, she, she, she works with Azrael to help us to go through rebirth and to help us rebirth ourselves, which we're doing it all the time, aren't we? I mean, she helps nature rebirth as well as she moves from one season into the next. She does so in that beautiful grace. Mercy and Azrael help us with the same, help us to be grace. And I connected with somebody recently and she was talking about, she, had a, she was a shamanic practitioner and she had a conversation with death once. 
and Death said to her, you're not afraid of me, are you? And she said, no. And he said, because uh, instead you're, you're scared of living. <laughs> she said, yeah. Oh, Which is totally ironic because a lot of people that do fear death and that death process, because of course we're eternal beings, they're actually fearing living to the fullest and or they're not living to the fullest. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome insight because if you think about it, you know, it's almost like that that one more day, one more moment and really hiding yourself and who you are because yeah, it terrifies you, but then when are you going to give yourself that chance to actually be you? Exactly. Exactly. We've been suppressed for way too long. It is time for our voices to be open, our wings to be open, our heart to be wide and just to, to not really care about the opinions and judgments of others because it's the time for us to be our own guru and trust our own intuition and trust our own opinion of ourselves because it doesn't really matter. Other people will always have some sort of... Uh, vision for who we are or opinions of who we are it doesn't matter the angels especially the female angels want us to be a little bit of a rebel you know and just say no to things and say no to people that just don't resonate with us anymore but to feel okay about that right and to do it lovingly because it doesn't need to be like in your face like you know <laughs> exactly we can do it with our heart open and that is the best way of course do it with our heart open um especially virtues coming forward now so she is the beautiful twin of archangel raphael together one angel of healing and virtue in her beautiful pink light is always inspiring us to be compassionate and open our hearts especially to those that trigger us the most which she says are our greatest teachers often angels in disguise <laughs> to, to to like even when they're in our face or they're saying something just keep blasting them keep your heart open because at the same time that is a gift that you're giving yourself forgiveness always is a gift you give yourself even when it's directed at a situation or a circumstance, it helps you to feel better. And in that process, everything else shifts. Everything shifts. Right. Positively. And that, she was the one with the DNA strand, wasn't she? In yeah, she can, so Virtue came forward. Let's see if we can find her. By so the way, the I wanted to mention to the audience that the book is gorgeous. It has really beautiful um, depictions of each of the archaea that uh, have been drawn lovingly by, I forget your artist's name, I'm sorry. Mary Jo. She's okay. an amazing artist. Yeah, definitely. So. so she took the vision. The angels would come forward. They channeled the vision. I gave that, those visions to Mary Jo. Then she put her own energy and insights into it. And it, it very much was a team effort. I don't think the camera will pick it up. Yeah, um, it's a really light, subtle, you know, so I like added a second time. But she, she, and you can go onto my website 
at callistoascension.com forward slash the female archangels and you can see all 11 in their color um in their in their full light and color but yeah virtue asked for this dna wrapping to go right down her dress of course i'm always inquisitive and she said that's because her light the way the way that she brings her energy into every act of healing is this beautiful pink light and it goes right down into our cells if we are open and if we are ready and it heals the generational and the ancestral root of the disease that we're experiencing and, it, and then it affects change in our DNA, in our nervous system so that we can literally start to create new pathways, new pattern, patterns of behaviours um, that serve us, that are in alignment with our vision of health and vibrancy. Um, so I thought that was really beautiful actually to have that imagery. Definitely, definitely. And there's a whole section in your book that's related to healing and which you, you call on to heal or? It is, yeah. There's quite a big section of the book. And I've never talked about that in an interview before, so thank you for asking about that, Susan. Yeah, right at the back of the book, in Appendix 2, I mean, it goes on for pages and pages and pages. Oh, yeah. There's an eight, yeah. It's called the Angel Healing Prescription Guide, and the angels want to just put in a little disclaimer. Nothing is ever black and white, but they do realise... Um, and I, it was really important to me because I've taught angel healing for so many years and people present different ailments. And so they've always asked, okay, what, what angel is best with, I don't know, let's have a look. <laughs> I'm looking at the word impotence. That's so funny. <laughs> what angel is the best? <laughs> that made me laugh. The angels always make us laugh for impotence. And, uh, <laughs> and so then I would channel and then I would write down the notes. And that just happened time and time again. So I thought, okay, let's put together an actual list here. So yeah, it goes A to Z for, uh, for the physical body, for the emotional body, for the spiritual body, what angels to work with for chakras, for healing, uh, like sort of blockages in our auric fields, um, inner child, rebirthing, timeline healing, self-care. Yeah, you name it, it is in there. And if it isn't in there, please let me know and I'll put it in the next edition. <laughs> cool. And then would you then take the, um, the medical or, or the um, diagnostic index and then pair that with the attunement um, and meditation that goes along with the angel? So yeah, they have a specific uh, practice that they've detailed in the appendix, like how an invocation to work with those specific angels. Um, but yes, um, in every attunement ceremony in the book, there is a part where we take them through healing so they could marry the two together, absolutely. But it really is as simple because we don't have to complicate matters. Okay. If we are... If we are completely, if the reader is centered and grounded as they take them through, allow yourself to have your experience, as I say this to the reader, 
of working with the angels because you yourself know your body more than I do, more than the angels do. And so just let your hands flow intuitively where they need to go, whether it is the sight of the pain or uh, the disease, or you just want to put your hands on your heart. That's like the go-to position. Just put your hands on the heart, call in your angels as directed in the book, the way that they've, they've brought forward and let their energy, let their light just run through you and into your body. And it's not just going to go into your body and your cells and your organs. It's going to go into, sometimes it's your home that actually is being, is, is toxic in some way. So the healing is going into your home. Right. The, the fields around your home or a certain relationship or into your past doing some timeline healing and so it's quite incredible that the angels are always working and i know that you know this with your higher self aren't they the, there's that intelligence that is going on that we don't really have to worry about we just have to realize that we're being taken care of and as soon as we send out that request they are there they are there and they want to help us well, and oftentimes i mean they give us signals and they let us know like hey i'm here <laughs> you know um, i'm here to help you what's going on and like you said even if it's that just that warm sense of peace and calm that washes over you like with your first experience with the angels that sometimes is exactly what you need in the moment and and you don't need a big bright light and you don't need to sh see glitter or, you know <laughs> yeah sense of peace that's it sometimes the most yeah and that's what can be the most profound i like to call them in before i go to sleep and any busy parents that are listening or watching you'll know sometimes we just do not get a chance to meditate <laughs> and yeah. and you know we don't have we don't have that luxury some days and so sometimes i literally fall into bed and i will put my hands on my heart and i will just ask the angels to channel their healing through me and into me for my highest good and i will just fall asleep and i'll have such anytime i do that i have such good restful sleep and that actually means the whole world to me and my kids the next day because I'm fueled up. So this is it. It doesn't have to be all sunshine and ro rainbows <laughs> all the time. It can actually be very grounded. But they always give us exactly what we need in alignment with our higher self. Yeah. yeah. And all you have to do really to tune into that is just be aware and start asking, you know, for that, for that interaction or that peace to come to you. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And do you have, okay, so you recommend in the, the written book, you recommend getting the audio book so that you can listen to the attunement meditations rather than kind of reading them yourself. And then when a person gets the audiobook, they have access to the images as well, don't they? Yes, they can go and they wanted that to be very important, the angels. And so they're freely available on my website. The audiobook is going to be out shortly at the end of April. And they, they asked for that. And I, I said, oh, I'll just get someone else to record it. <laughs> 
somebody that's not got a strong Scottish accent. And they said, no, uh, it has to be you because you're the conduit specifically for the book. And they have come through in the they're there. And it's lovely because a person can just sit and listen to that and be in the energy. And sometimes it doesn't even matter what the words are. It's just the vibration, do you not think? Right. Yeah. And some people absorb or, or connect uh, with different means. So for some people reading it and, and doing the processes and the rituals and the meditations alone would give them what they need. But sometimes people want to be guided through it and want to have that that angelic presence flow through you and into them and yeah. your voice. I mean, I, I love accents. So I think your voice is totally, <laughs> I'm glad she did it herself. You know? <laughs> Thank you. I do. I've produced a lot of meditations and people always say I've got quite a relaxing voice. So I'm hopefully I, I won't put people to sleep. Um, but but yeah, I'm glad that the angels nudged for the audiobook to be out. And um, they also want to have a lot of sort of spaces to go a little bit deeper. So maybe we will, say, take a chapter, say, working with Archaea Freedom, empowering our sexuality, but then really go into that, maybe on like a two-hour workshop. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm seeing and it's starting to, be downloaded and come through oh, as yeah. a series of yeah like monthly workshops where people can just really go in and then spend the whole month with that particular angel and then go on to another one so that's coming forward now so more of a deep dive and like a definite like more intensive work with each of the archangels and archaeists yeah, like a really integrative experience where we invite her in and we talk with her, channel her, healing, do different techniques. And I'm particularly focused on, even though the book is universal, what's, sorry, what's really passionate for me right now is women's sexual sovereignty and their freedom. Like that feels very important for me. Um, probably because I need that <laughs> and we're always teaching what we're what we're learning aren't we um, so I I feel that that's there's going to be a lot of workshops for that soon oh good if that if that resonates please people get in touch with me because that will be coming soon and how would people get in touch with you just to you know um, how do people email you or where can they find you uh, the best way to find me is on my website, so calistaascension.com. But I'm very, I'm so, I'm very social, so I like sharing on Facebook and Instagram. So that's just Callista Ascension. If you type in those two words, you will definitely find me. Okay, and I will have your web address, a link to your book, and to your social media underneath of the interview for people who want to get a hold of you. So Thanks, um, just to wrap things up, do you have any final words or pieces of advice for people or just anything you want them to know about 
the feminine angelic presences? So I want to read something by Archaea Clarity because, so just to let everybody know, I picked a card before coming into the space with Susan and yourself and the card was receptivity and it shows this beautiful being opening up with this gorgeous lotus for her head a very feminine card and and there's a whole chapter on clarity in the book and she just brought me to this there's a passage that she wrote so I just want to share it and it's about embracing our divinity and she writes your personal power, your divinity, is not derived from an outside source. If you believe your power belongs to someone else, they will hold dominion over you. Know the kingdom of heaven lives within you, not externally, but now, within your very breath. You are both goddess and God in form. Reclaim all that you are by illuminating all that you are. Begin by embracing your divinity and be the Christed self, the crystal self you came here to be. This is your calling card. Be prepared to alight from the agendas of others by turning to the wisdom of your soul to guide you. Listen to your soul as it speaks through your conscience and intuition. Trust your choices, trust your instincts, trust your light. Wow, that was beautiful. And so, like, exactly what I needed to hear today. <laughs> I, I honestly felt that message was just for you, Susan. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so that was awesome. And I hope that anybody also just that really resonated with them as well. You know how that works. When somebody tunes in, it's always, wow, I needed that message. Yeah. So, well, I want to thank you again. I was so honored that you reached out to me and I'm so happy to have you here with us and um, thank you again for sharing. Oh, it's been such a joy. Thank you. Thank you to the angels as well for delivering all their love and teachings today. So much. Thank you. Thank you. So everybody, this again was Callista and I will have all of her contact information below the video here so that you can reach out to her if you'd like to learn more about her book or her classes or working with the angels. So wonderful that you could tune in and we will see you next time. Bye, take care.